I'm Dr. Tracy Marks, board-certified psychiatrist, and I believe mental health does not have to be a mystery. So I create educational videos on mental health issues and self-improvement. Learn more at markspsychiatry.com and visit my YouTube channel by simply searching Tracy Marks on YouTube. Now to today's topic. Bipolar disorder versus borderline personality disorder. What's the difference or how do you tell the difference? That's what I'm gonna talk about today. This is actually based on a viewer question from Paper Parade and she says, can you explain the difference between a borderline with depression and bipolar? I'm going to focus on the difference between bipolar disorder and borderline personality disorder because depression is actually a part of bipolar disorder. There's a big difference between the personality disorders and the psychiatric illnesses like depression, anxiety, schizophrenia, bipolar disorder. Personality or your personality is your hardwiring and the illnesses are your state at the time. Another analogy would be comparing your personality to the climate of a region and a disorder like depression would be the weather that you're having at the moment. I grew up in Florida, which is a warm climate, and we basically had two seasons, hot and not hot. But then we'd have hurricanes that could rip through and completely disrupt the environment. But once hurricane season passed, we'd still be left with a warm climate. The climate affects how the weather manifests at the time. Likewise, your personality makeup affects how your illness manifests. So going back to the geographical example, Russia has a very cold climate, and this affects the type of storms that you see there. So you get blizzards in cold climates and sandstorms in desert climates and tropical storms in tropical climates. So if a person with, say, narcissistic personality disorder gets depressed, it's going to look different from the person with dependent personality disorder who becomes depressed. The narcissistic person, because of their self-centeredness, may look more angry and self-loathing, whereas the dependent person, because of their neediness, can become more pitiful and helpless when they get depressed. Now, these are just broad stroke examples. So back to borderline personality disorder. This is actually a really big topic, but I'm only going to briefly define the disorder for you, and I'm going to use our Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, the fifth edition. So borderline personality is defined by the following, a pattern of unstable relationships, self-image, and emotional expression marked by impulsivity beginning in early adulthood and present in a variety of contexts as indicated by five or more of the following. It's important that you realize that it's five or more of these characteristics. So what you don't want to do is take out one and say, oh, I have that. Does that mean I have borderline personality disorder? No, unless you have several of these things. Number one is frantic efforts to avoid real or imagined abandonment. An example of this is the person who may seem to read into things too easily. Things that you say or interpreted to mean that you're done with them or that you're abandoning them in some way. Number two, a pattern of unstable and intense interpersonal relationships characterized by alternating between extremes of idealization and devaluation. In this kind of relationship, the person with borderline personality disorder may at one point think that you're the best thing ever and you can do nothing wrong. 
And then the next moment or the next day, you're the worst thing ever. The exact opposite. Number three is an identity disturbance. You have a markedly persistent or unstable self-image or sense of self. This kind of identity disturbance occurs at a deep level and not to be confused with whether you're not sure if you're meant to be a teacher or an astronaut. This is a confusion about core identity issues like your gender or your sexuality or even your spirituality. Now, I tiptoe around this because I don't want you to walk away thinking that anyone who wants to change their gender has borderline personality disorder. In fact, as I mentioned before, an important thing to remember with this is that the diagnosis is based on a grouping of symptoms of the things that I've listed. So you need five of them. And it's not that anyone who's angry, say, has borderline personality disorder or anyone who's ever cut themselves must be borderline. It's about having multiple things that fall into this category and having it present a problem for you in many ways, not just in one relationship. Number four is impulsivity in at least two areas that are potentially self-damaging. Some examples of this could be reckless spending or reckless sexuality, drug abuse, or binge eating. Number five would be recurrent suicidal behavior, gestures, or threats, or even self-mutilating behavior. And this would be things like cutting yourself or taking overdoses of pills, even though you don't really want to die. You're just responding to internal distress, and that's why you're doing these things. Number six would be an unstable reactive mood. And this would be things like episodic low mood, irritability, or anxiety that usually lasts a few hours or a few days. And this is one of the key differences between borderline personality and bipolar disorder. And I'll expand on that after I get through the criteria. Number seven is chronic feelings of emptiness. And this is one of the reasons people with borderline personality disorder cut themselves. It's a coping mechanism to help them feel real. Some people will cut themselves, though, to relieve tension. Number eight is inappropriate, intense anger or difficulty controlling anger. And this can look like temper tantrums, constant anger, or physical fights. Number nine and the last one is transient stress-related paranoid ideation or severe dissociative symptoms. Clinicians sometimes call these micro-psychotic episodes. They're not full-blown psychosis, but they're close. But let me explain what dissociation is. Dissociation happens when a person disconnects with their present situation. And this disconnection can be from the current environment or from their thoughts, or even from themselves. And an example of this is a person who's been subjected to repeated physical or sexual abuse. And one of the ways they cope to deal with the act at the time is just to mentally pull away as if it's not really happening to them. And that's one of the ways that they can deal with getting through it. Well, with borderline personality disorder, dissociation happens a lot in different circumstances. So that's the criteria for borderline personality disorder. It's a lot of stuff. And so it's not a matter of taking one of these things out and saying, I must be borderline because I cut myself. You need to have at least five of these nine things that I just listed going on at the same time or in general, that's the kinds of things that you do or feel. So back to borderline personality disorder and bipolar disorder. They look very similar because you can have the mood swings and impulsivity. But in the case with borderline personality disorder, you're more likely to have mood swings that can shift from hour to hour over the course of the day. 
with bipolar disorder, the group of symptoms, not just low or high mood, but the group of symptoms that make up an episode need to last at least two weeks if you're in the depressed state and one week if you're in the manic state. So you aren't shifting in and out of states hour to hour. Also, the sense of fear of abandonment and unstable identity are things that have more to do with your hardwiring. And it's also influenced by your environment as well. It kind of goes to the nature versus nurture theory. How much of who you are is based on genes versus how you were raised in your formative years? And these issues are not part of bipolar disorder. Think of mania as like a hurricane that swoops in and swoops out and leaves the hot climate behind. Some other examples of the practical differences is that bipolar disorder does not make you do manipulative things. Manipulative behavior has to do with your personality. Also, people who are manic or depressed at the time don't engage in self-harm only because of their mood state. So if you get depressed, the coping skills that you employ at the time have to do with your personality, and it's not the depression itself. So the depression may push you into doing something that's self-harming, but it's your personality type or your personality coping skills that reacts to the depression with self-harm. The treatment for borderline personality disorder and bipolar disorder are very different, but they can overlap. The primary treatment for borderline personality disorder is a psychotherapy called dialectical behavioral therapy, or DBT. It's an offshoot of cognitive behavior therapy that was developed specifically for borderline personality disorder. And when it's implemented by someone trained in DBT, it's very effective. And it's usually a combination of group and individual sessions. The primary treatment for bipolar disorder is medication management. Sometimes with the depressive episodes, if they're mild to moderate, they can respond well enough to cognitive behavior therapy, but manic episodes usually require medication. People with borderline personality disorder can still have a mood disorder, so you can have both problems. So if a person with borderline personality disorder also becomes depressed, then they may require medication to get through the depression. Also, sometimes the swinging moods that you can have with borderline personality disorder can respond well to mood stabilizers, even though it's not considered bipolar disorder. So mood stabilizers are mood stabilizers, and they can help people with borderline personality disorder who have a lot of mood shifts or intense anger. But the reason you'd be using the, the mood stabilizer is to treat the mood instability that goes along with the personality disorder, and it doesn't mean automatically that you must have bipolar disorder. So this can get confusing. There's a lot of nuances to this. That's why the best treatment should be determined by a clinician who's evaluated you. But the gist of it is that there is an overlap between borderline personality disorder and bipolar disorder. Sometimes people with borderline personality disorder would need the same kind of medication that a person with bipolar disorder would need. However, bipolar disorder tends to be more episodic, like bad weather, whereas borderline personality disorder has a fairly consistent set of behaviors that go up and down in intensity and that tend to hang around for a long time. That's it for this topic. See you next time. Thanks for listening. 
If you have any feedback, questions, or would like to submit ideas for shows, check out our website at media, and that's A-R-S-L-O-N-G-A dot media, or send an email to info at media. This podcast is for educational purposes only and not intended for medical advice. Ars Longa, Vita Brevis.